Welcome to this week's episode of the Sullivan and Sons Sports Podcast. I'm Seamus Sullivan. And I'm Mark Sullivan. You'll never guess who I saw the other day. Well, I don't have to guess since we've already talked about it and you texted <laughs> I already told me. you. And I had to figure out who one of the players. I saw Carlos Zambrano and then I also saw Andre Dawson, who and, I didn't recognize. And what's fascinating is that you knew who Carlos Zambrano was, but you didn't know who the Hall of Famer was. <laughs> I don't know that I've ever met a Hall of Fame player. Is Ken Herbeck in the Hall of Fame? I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't think, think so. he is. I don't no, think he is. No. Um, that's about as probably... A, didn't for, you meet Burt Blylevin? I saw... Oh, you know what? I didn't meet him, but I did pass him in the Skyways. <laughs> yes. So... That's that, about my interaction with those two guys was... Okay. <laughs> but uh, Dawson was wearing his jersey. They were both wearing their jerseys, but Dawson's didn't have his last name. And even with his last name, I, I'm not a Cubs fan, and I only know Zambrano because really his on-field temper tantrums, which were pretty humorous to watch <laughs> they're classic yes very very funny um i tried not to make him mad <laughs> the, the two <laughs> seconds i would have interacted with him <laughs> so did you you did you get to see andre dawson you get to you, you did you make eye contact with him yeah i mean i definitely looked into his eyes i don't know if he looked at me but i got a great um great look at him and that's how we were kind of able to figure out who he was uh googling black baseball players that they're black Cubs players that wore number eight and then kind of had a time period based on how old he looked and found him pretty quick, but right. Right. And I, and when you were telling me that, I was like, I, I probably should have known it having uh, been in Chicago when he played and having watched fans do, they would do this sort of mock. They were, I wouldn't say mock, but they did this sort of bowing towards him uh, as he would come up to the, up to the, bad he would they would just stand up put both their hands in the air and just kind of going up and down <laughs> like they were worshiping him <laughs> yeah that's uh that's very interesting he was probably one of the only uh he good players for the, he was the Cubs a, you know he was a really he, obviously he was a hall of fame player phenomenal player uh but they they didn't have anything else to go along with it so mm. Well, while we're on the topic of baseball, did you watch any of the All-Star festivities this uh, past week? I only watched some of the highlights. Uh, certainly, one man walked away with uh, his name being mentioned more than anyone else. And I think we've mentioned him on this a lot. Aaron Judge yes. won the uh, home run derby. He didn't beat Giancarlo Stanton's record, but... He was crushing the ball. I think he hit like four or five over 500 feet. Did it was I, insane. Did I also hear that he stopped swinging like at, with 45 seconds to go? He stopped hitting because he had already he had already won the won the competition. I didn't see that or hear that. Uh, although I didn't watch it live, I just watched uh, basically the highlights of his home runs. But I, I would believe it. I could see that happening because he was he was mashing the ball. It was insane how hard he was hitting them, the ones I did see. But yep. did you watch any of the actual, the all-star game? I did not. <laughs> I had, uh, I don't know. They're all such a farce. It's 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 more more entertaining watching just the, the home run derby. Now, I heard that this is the first time in like a long time, some number of years where the it did not determine yeah, the winner. Yeah, they won't was not determine, determine home the field home. advantage. So... How is home field advantage being determined this year for the World Series? Well, I know they went 
uh, before they had this mockery of a game deciding who got home home field advantage, they just rotated National League, Correct. American Correct. League. Uh, I think they're going to do that again okay. um, going forward. I don't know who has it this year or if they're actually going to do that. I, I like the way the NHL does it. I think the NBA does it as well, where you get home field advantage based on your, the your record regular season record. so you know yeah i i think it was a odd the and i don't know if you know the history of why they went to using the world the all excuse me the all-star game as the determining factor for the world series do you know what led to no do you yeah it was okay i can't remember what year it was is it to make it more competitive that would be my it guess w- it was there was a year where they ended in a tie and the managers came to, I think it was at that time, Bud Selig, the commissioner, and said, we can't play, we've played all of our players, so we don't have anyone else to, to play. And so the game ended in a disappointing tie. And so in order to, <laughs> you know, they, they felt that the players were not taking it as seriously, weren't being as competitive, so they wanted to add some competitive nature back to the All-Star game, and that's how they did that. I think the only ties I've heard of were a long time ago, early 1900s, when they didn't have lights and teams had to leave, so they just left and it ended in a tie. But it, yeah, I haven't heard of a tie in baseball in like 100 years. Well, the other thing that they ran into issue with uh, as, the, as the All-Star games were going along is there was a desire for every both managers to get all their players in the game, so they would pitch. I, none of the pitchers pitch long, but they pitched them less and and the position players will play fewer innings, and that's why they ran out of players and had when they went into extra innings and had to end the game in a tie. But I, I'm glad to see that they've taken that piece away from the uh, the all-star that, game. And do you think um, managers talking to each other and saying, "Hey, don't play my ace pitcher more than like 15 pitches right. for some throwaway game"? <laughs> because I have to use them again on Wednesday <laughs> when the game actually means something, <laughs> and I don't want to fall one. I don't want to lose my division or my wild card birth by one game because right. <laughs> you pitched my pitcher four innings. <laughs> well, I know I've certainly been very intrigued by the Ball family, um, obviously mostly by LeVar's statements of grandeur about his son. And LeVar Ball had said that, he said, uh, if LeBron leaves the Cavs and comes to the Lakers, if, so if LeBron joins up with my son LeVar, or my son Lonzo, I guarantee you the Lakers will win a championship. And my thought was just like, me and you could team up with LeBron and he'd probably still be in the running for a championship, might still win it with me and you on the floor. So I just thought that was an interesting statement. You can put LeBron out there with a bunch of scrubs and he'll somehow still drag him to the finals and make it competitive at least. Yeah, but... Lonzo says that his son will make the LeVar. difference. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Lavaro. Yeah, it's, it's, it's I keep son. getting him confused, too, all these L's. <laughs> I've been watching his son intently in this summer league, and I've just been excited to see him play against somewhat of an NBA competition. I've been I've been impressed by, by some facets of his game. I don't know, have you, have you watched any of them or any highlights or any of them? I've seen snippets. So I've seen a little bit, uh, I think it was his, probably his first game where he, uh, he started off hot and ended cold, <laughs> but I have not really been following the summer league. Uh, it's just kind of a fascinating, fascinating place for, for guys what to play. What I had heard was there had been no triple doubles in the history of the summer league. That's what I'd heard. There'd been no triple doubles. He now has two. 
So they're saying he's like the Westbrook of the summer league if he can keep that up. <laughs> but what has... Is that like being the Tim Tebow of a ball? <laughs> oh, just a quick, uh, a quick divergence from the ball stuff. Did you see he had a walk-off solo shot just the other day? I did. I did see that one. <laughs> yeah, and I was, I was like, I was looking at it. and I'm like, they're only in the seventh inning. How's this a walk-off? And I didn't realize that that low minor league. They only play seven innings. I, I didn't realize that either. Yeah, it was it was really weird. I'm like, is this high school baseball? Basically, right? He's playing with a bunch of 19-year-olds out there. <laughs> Another aside is we know it's a slow, slow sports week when we're talking about A-ball and summer league basketball. <laughs> but uh, so Both are really things that no real sports fan they actually don't really pays matter. any attention <laughs> to. Not a lot of weight to them. But going back to Lonzo Ball, I've been... His his passing, which I think a lot of people talked about, was is really good. Watching him throw full court passes, three quarter court passes, and he's just hitting these guys. They're just they're absolute dimes and they're easy layups. Um, so that's how he's getting his assists. He's he's grabbing rebounds. He's a bigger a bigger point guard. He's six foot six, so he's a bigger guy. He's grabbing some boards, and that's much what Russ, Russell Westbrook did. I mean, Russell Westbrook's not even that big. He just was around the basket, grabbed boards. And then, obviously, he's getting the points, too, to get to a triple-double. One of them was only, like, 11 points, and mm-hmm. he, got, he got it with a dunk with, like, seconds remaining. Just basically sprinted up the floor for a free dunk. But Is he even playing most of those games? I mean, I know they rotate a lot of players in in those games. I think he's been definitely, like, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, I okay. think, even. He, he's getting a good amount of time. Yeah. He's out there, obviously, for a good amount of time of it. But his shooting has just been horrible, which is what people were worried about. And... What's even weirder about his Are shooting? You saying he's a the next version of Ricky Rubio. <laughs> he would be. Um, that's actually a good a good comparison. I'd I'd say I would say so Ricky maybe a Rubio. little bit taller. Rubio's he's a little taller. Bit shorter. I would say he he might be a better passer, and he's not as flashy. I don't see him do as many like Rubio does all those weird flashy passes. Lonzo Ball just kind of throws him really quick, really on target, but. uh yeah, he's he might even be a worse shooter than Ricky Rubio. I guess we'll have to wait to find out. But uh, guy, the, it's summer league, and they're giving him eight feet of space to shoot, and he's not he's not knocking him down really. I think just his last game, I know the numbers because I just looked at him. He was two for ten from the three point line, and then like six of twenty from the field. I'm like, that's that that's horrible numbers. Well, I good mean, good thing he's still early on in his career. He's not even played any uh, right professional. I, mean, I, I find it a little bit worrying, though. It, it, that it would be cons- disconcerting, but I think there's opportunity for. I think you see players that can develop over time. I mean, who could you have named Isaiah Thomas as a player that would have been a superstar? You know, three four years ago, even Clay Thompson in his early years would he have been? Would you have called him? A, would have predicted him for him to be a superstar? There's guys that just now. Ball has, I think, much higher expectations than either of those guys oh, yeah, coming yeah. into the coming into the league. But we shall see. We we will. So I mean, I I just hope the best for him. I I really don't care if he does well or not. But I'm just I'm I'm really interested because obviously there's a lot of hype surrounding him, like you just said. So so talking about hype, uh, the the thing that's making most of the sports news in a slow sports week is the press conferences between uh, McGregor and Mayweather. 
Who? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, yeah, I mean, the I've, been, I've been watching them. I think I've been. Uh, I, Have you I, actually watched them? Um, no clips. Okay, I think they're only like 30 minutes, but they seem to be just nonsensical ramblings for the most part. And the again, I wouldn't be intrigued to watch them because what I've read is that they're their language and even the things they say are just completely inappropriate. So I'm like, I don't have an interest in watching this. Yeah, luckily they bleep a lot of that. But uh, it's it's. I almost feel like this will be more entertaining than the fight. It, it'll definitely, these conferences have been longer than the fight will be. That's for sure. A lot of sure. people have said that. <laughs> the other thing is that there's tons of people who are showing up for these things. Oh, in, yeah. In New York City... I mean, they're, they're giving away the tickets for free, but they ran out of tickets, and they were, I don't remember where, I think Matt, I don't remember where they were showing up, but it was one of the basketball stadiums. Oh, it was Barclays Center. Yeah. And Brooklyn 15, Nets. 15,000 yeah. people show up. These are free tickets, and they were showing up then later on eBay for 50 bucks each. Oh, man. And these, these fans are just crazy. Just certainly they they're, can't afford to go necessarily to the fight. But they're coming out to watch these press conferences between these two guys who are just talking about stuff that really uh, is a bunch of shenanigans. <laughs> your, your mom says, just two little boys up there, just, you know, <laughs> mouthing off to one another. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I will not be surprised uh, when um, it, the, the fight fails to live up to any expectations. I, I definitely think that um, it's interesting that the ESPN had their their fighting their writers who write about combat sports. They had them grading the press conferences. Did you see that at all? No, I did not. I mean, May, uh, McGregor ended up winning. They had you know each each stop was a round, but I'm like, this is just so pointless. They're they're grading the press conference. I'm like, how do you even give that a grade? It, yeah, yeah. It, it it almost made as much sense as how boxing actually scores fights. <laughs> well, the again the real. Match, I think McGregor is going to be completely overmatched yeah. because you've got a guy who's got it'll be his 50th professional fight, and McGregor got his professional boxing license two months ago <laughs> and will be fighting his first professional fight. So, I boxing just fight, yes, boxing fight, mm-hmm. correct. Yep, I think, uh, another um, thing, something that we can, I'm gonna have to cut <laughs> um the have you seen roger federer and venus williams advance to the wimbledon finals i did see that you know that is some old people playing tennis geriatric tennis going on there <laughs> i'm like is this like the the senior tour or are these like john mcenroe's gonna show up from somewhere to play in the final too <laughs> jimmy connors <laughs> yeah oh my goodness i think um so uh excuse me venus is 37 Roger Federer is 35? Yes, I think 35 is what I heard. So between the two, they're 72 years old. (laughs) Well, and both of them have to say their draw got a little bit easier. Uh, Venus's draw got easier because her sister's pregnant, so she's not playing. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's very true. She didn't didn't probably have to face the person who would (laughs) knock her off. You're right. Yeah, the, the... Probably her biggest obstacle. I I know in recent years that uh, that has been the case, and then 
what for Roger Federer because uh, he didn't have to face uh, yeah they, everybody Djokovic. He didn't have to face the one, two, and four seed all got eliminated. Right. Yeah. He was. I, I can't even tell you the guy he. I watched him beat. He beat him in straight sets. They were close sets. Seven six seven six beat who? six four. I don't. Or Federer beat. I don't oh, even know the. Yeah, he I don't beat know. Um, Thomas Burdich. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There you have it. And he faces Marin Silich. Right, if, the, if a listener can actually say that they knew him, then before today. <laughs> that That is impressive. I know them only because I've been following the bracket of the tournament and watching it progress. I was I was happy to see the American. Did you see how far the American made, yeah. made it? Yeah, and I saw uh, this is the American males, American men have not won a grand slam event in 55 events right 2003 Mm -hmm. since andy roddick last one and i think the the last time i can't remember i I can't remember if it was the last time an american man's been in the finals of a grand slam it was 2009 he was at the wimbledon that yeah would have been the last time he was in the finals he didn't win that one though no he didn't i think that's the last time an american man has been in a grand slam final correct and so sam query uh or Quare, I've heard it both ways. He made it to the semifinals. Unfortunately, he lost to Marin Silic. Um, but I, he beat Andy Murray to get there, and he, he played some very inspired tennis. He took him to four sets, so he, he at least won And I one. think those sets were close, close they were. as well. One was a tie break. And he, I think he took the first one 6-4. Yep, and then the second one he lost in a tie break. Yeah, so I seven, think he six. lost two of them in tie breaks. Two, so. two tie yeah. breaks. So, I, I mean... I, he's he's 29, so he's also already pretty old. But I mean, I I don't know. Maybe he's having a late late bloomer. It yeah. would be cool to see uh, an American man, um, American man win a Grand Slam sometime. <laughs> yeah. Slow sports week, but the uh, state of Minnesota and the city of Minneapolis is hosting the X Games, a sport which I love to watch. I think it's pretty exciting. I uh, watching. I was watching some of the guys in the motocross doing their tricks, and they're just just phenomenal to be able to do what they can do with the motorcycles. The thing that also impresses me is how we as Americans can invent our own sports. <laughs> <laughs> you know what was interesting for me? I haven't been watching. Um, I really have only seen like some highlights and some clips, but the amount of I, – I don't know if this has been in years past, but the amount of Japanese – competitors in the x games surprised me there was a, a woman who won a gold medal in some event and then a man who won a, a skateboarding medal and they were both japanese and I, I i was with you i thought aren't these all americans competing for <laughs> these x games just make it up and then we can win every single gold medal <laughs> right exactly <laughs> i i it, it does surprise me the other thing that surprised me again it's slow sports week was how many chinese women are playing LPGA tour. The only reason I know that is because it's being played at Trump's course, and the president showed up. First time a president showed up for an LPGA tournament <laughs> as sitting president. <laughs> Apparently, he couldn't find anything better to watch either. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna get in trouble from some listeners about that. <laughs> well, again, it was so slow that ESPN is showing Aaron Rodgers and Steph Curry. Playing golf at a celebrity tournament. I'm like, 
This is not sports. They're one showing, of the most boring sports, and they're showing and they're, non-professionals playing a boring sport. And they weren't even showing them golf for part of it. They're showing Aaron Rodgers throw the football to Steph Curry like, <laughs> on the fairway. It's like, this, uh, this is like not... And they're, they're just, they showed um, the center a center for the NHL. Oh, man, I forget which team it was. Steph Curry was shooting at a basket, and he missed three straight shots. And granted, he was shooting downhill on an outside basket. And then the NHL guy steps up, and Curry goes to block him, misses the block, and he swishes it. Oh, man. <laughs> That's embarrassing. Anyway, let's hope that uh, baseball starts to pick up this week. Yeah, can't wait for uh, the NFL and any other sports to start is that it we done for this week are we i think we are do we have anything else we have nothing else we've been talking about some of the most blandest items that you can talk about from the nba's summer league to uh boxing press conferences i think this would be (laughs) probably one of the weakest baseball's all-star game right the home run derby (laughs) Yeah, so I think we'll call it, we, rather than drag it out and torture people with talking about even things that are less inspiring than any of those items, we'll, we'll call it done for the week. We, we went a little bit later last yeah. week but and the week But, you know, before. you got to see a Hall of Fame baseball yes, player. Yes, and another baseball player who was actually somewhat relevant. Probably played in an All-Star game or two, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I, what, do you, what do you play for, like 10 years, around 10 years? Does that sound right? That does sound right. I I can't actually tell you <laughs> without using the Google here. Yeah, so I guess uh, that's about it for this week. That's a wrap. Yep. All right. Good night. <laughs>